Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRIR. I'm Alex Gehring. And I'm Bobby Howe. Bobby. Yep. Guess what? What? It's been a year. <gasps> what? It's been actually more than a year. A oh, year since what? Since we started Kansas City Real Talk. <gasps> Seriously? It's been more than a year. Is that what all these balloons and streamers That's, and there the are cupcakes are? <laughs> the entire room is decorated. <laughs> Amber spoiled us for she the did. entire time leading up to the recording of this episode. We had cupcakes. We had little... They don't make noises. You can't, yeah, it doesn't go... <laughs> but it, they, they pop out. They're the little things that you blow in them and they pop out. Whatever those are called. What are those called? <laughs> I don't know. Party pop, no, they're not party poppers. What are they called? And there's streamers. Yes, there are. And we got presents. We got presents. We got we got realtor mugs. Oh my I'm gosh. so excited. We got Starbucks because obviously we need more caffeine in our lives. <laughs> Except not, yeah. not. No, I had caffeine but. for the first time in five days or five weeks today. I, how are you feeling? I'm 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 here. So if you all think my voice sounds a little off, it does. Um, for the last five weeks, I've had the flu and then pneumonia. I even got to be hospitalized on Halloween for the pneumonias, and I was about five minutes away from being re-hospitalized last week. I hate that you have to say for the pneumonias. The pneumonias, um, because they're not really sure what kind of pneumonia it is. They turn my file over to infectious disease. They can't figure out what kind of bacteria I have in my body, so I've started my fifth round of antibiotics in five weeks, my my fourth different type of antibiotic, and the one they have me on right now is usually used to treat MRSA. So they're just killing all of the bacteria in my body and everything else. So the side effects from this thing have been atrocious. But well, all things considered, you I'm seem here. very bubbly. You're here. Yeah. You're out of the house. I'm out of the house. That's really, that's where I'm, this is, uh, this is how I was able to make it through San Francisco, which I was highly advised not to go to the NAR convention. Yeah, she kept saying, I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> my doctor wants to believe I'm on bed rest. And so they think being on the plane caused the relapse. So, oh, pressure or, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Well, just the recirculated air and then any of the germs that are floating through the plane and my immune system so weak. Um, yeah. I'm wow. actually supposed to get on a plane tomorrow, which I've canceled my flight, everyone, um, to go to Palm Springs and run a half marathon there this weekend. No. <laughs> Obviously, that's not happening. So I'm staying here in Kansas City. I probably won't get my A-list on Southwest next year. I'm trying to figure out when. In, <laughs> is that, when? That's on your mind? <laughs> it is. Because I had to cancel a weekend trip to San Francisco to run a half marathon because I was really, the weekend before NAR, I was supposed to fly up there on a Saturday, run a half marathon on Sunday, fly home on Monday, fly back out to San Fran on Wednesday. I had to cancel that flight, having to cancel my Palm Springs flight. I'm going to end up three flights short of A-list on Southwest. So I've actually plotted out in mid-December, I think I'm going to take a trip where I fly from Kansas City to St. Louis, a one-way, and then a one-way from St. Louis to Chicago, and then a one-way from Chicago back to Kansas City, all in the same day, just stay in the airports. Just to be A-list? Yeah. What What is the benefit? What am I missing? I get on the plane first. You get on the plane first? And, That's and, what it is? And I typically don't check luggage. So I want to be one of those first on the plane to make sure I get the overhead bin compartments. Oh my face. Gosh. I have issues. It's fine, but I all mean, right. So you, you've got I have a lot. Issues. All of this is going on, yeah. and you've got a lot going on right now. Yeah, and I, I like do. Next week, I know. By the time this airs, no, you will have already been installed. Like an hour earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Installed is what? What am I doing? I don't know. What, what, I don't wait, know. Can wait, you tell us? What is, what's the situation? No one told me about this. What is the deal? Um, I'm being installed <laughs> as KCRAR 2020 president. This is how close it is. It says, today is a big day, 
by the time this episode is released, Bobby will officially be installed as KCRAR 2020 president. That's not what I said. No, it's okay, though. That's fine. It's, if people know we're not recording this tonight, right after the installation, we didn't just immediately... Bobby's skipping her dance party to record a podcast, y'all. Nope. You look lovely. Thank you. Do you like my dress? We brought in a special hair and makeup lady for tonight. We did. She's going to be there in our room all day. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Wow. So we're talking about holiday party. Yep, we are. Yep. And we're going to talk about your plans for your presidential term. Yeah. So sorry, y'all. Spoiler alert. I'm your guest today. That's right. So that means uh, after the break, Bobby's going to have to get up and she's going to have to run around to the other side of the table because it's really uncomfortable to only be talking to somebody like side by side. Right. I want to be able to like look him square in the face so that I can ask the tough questions and I can give him that look that's just a little bit intimidating mm-hmm. so that they sweat just a little bit and you hear the shake in their voice. Because right now you're just staring at the green screen. I'm just staring right at the green screen. Yeah. Is he giving you anything back? No, no. nothing. No, okay. So, but also... <sighs> In case you weren't able to make it to the holiday party tonight, we're going to let you know who the award winners were. That's right. We got the spoilers right here. Now we're just hoping no one hacks into our system in the next 10 days. We've been sworn to secrecy. Like serious secrecy. We've been holding this inside for a week. Right? A week? I found these out yesterday, so I've been holding it for a day. I was on the committee, so I've been holding it for like (laughs) a month. (laughs) So you've known anyways. This isn't a surprise for you. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was trying to add to the theatricality oh, of the right. podcast. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Got it. This is um, entertainment. But also at the um, holiday party, we will recognize all of our board of directors, all of our new incoming leadership, executive committee, all of those things. But we do have our election results. They were tabulated earlier today, which was not the day of the holiday party, um, of who are two new people that were voted on by their peers within their respective chapters. Chapters? Chapters? Uh, regions. Regions. regions yeah, sorry. Regions. We have the St. Joe chapter, and then there's the re- the Northland region. I get all confused by all these words. It's fine. <laughs> um, so we have coming onto our board of directors from the Northland region, voted in by her peers, Mrs. Linda Cohn. Beautiful, wonderful soul. Absolutely love her. Known her for several years. Um, she runs a team out of Reese Nichols. She's amazing and great. And then representing the Sunflower region, the amazing and wonderful Cindy Cunningham, a BHG agent, which I know Alex works very closely with Cindy, so yes, can't we, say enough positive things about she's her. She's right across the hall from me. Yes, she is wonderful. That's right. So, you know, let's just go ahead and break it down then. Who were those awards? While we're talking about people and names, Alex, let's talk award winners. Okay. It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. Okay. Every year is kind of a big deal. So and I'm gonna start, I think we should start at the bottom. Let's do it. And work our way back up. Because that's kind of how we do it. At the award That's how ceremony. Drake does it. That's how we. <laughs> I can't even take him seriously right now, and I can't laugh because then I'll start coughing. It'll be really, really bad. So there's drum, so many people you, that didn't you, understand okay, you that can, at all. I know they don't. It's fine. <laughs> it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. We've lost half our audience now. Yeah. Thank you. You drum roll. You're in my head. I was gonna say you can beatbox. Can you drum roll? I can drum you can roll. roll with your tongue. Nope. Okay. All right. Our community service award winner is Tanisa Looney. Yay! Put your he just blew air in my face from the little... I'm sorry. What is that thing called? It's the party thing. The party thing. It's bothering me now that I can't think of what it's called. Congratulations, Tanisa. Yeah, yes, congratulations. She was one of our uh, guests here on the podcast when we did um, when we did the diversity episode. That's true. Episode. That's that was uh, Tanisa and Maria were here. So congratulations. I actually, I think we need to get all these people on the podcast pretty much. We do. We do. And I think we will. I'm, okay. I'm sure that that's in the plans. Mm-hmm. 
I'm looking at Amber. She's shrugging. She's like, I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever you guys do. All right. Tell us who the next award winner was, Alex. The Industry Partner of the Year is somebody that we see on a regular basis at all of our events, and that is Ryan Poitras. Yay! Congratulations, Ryan. And we do see Ryan at everything. We do. She's She's always there. She's amazing. Yes. That's a reason why she won. That's that's right. When you show up and you support your realtor members and your affiliate, Yep. We see that and we respect it and we appreciate all that you do. Yep. So thank you so much, Ryan, for everything that you do. Yes. Thank you so much, Ryan. The next one. The next one. I actually just met her back in September. She was at the Missouri Realtor meeting things and I felt absolutely in love with her. And I remember her saying, I just really wish I win Newcomer of the Year. And so when I got this list, I got really, really excited. So our Newcomer of the Year is Stevie Molsoff. Congratulations, Congratulations, Stevie. Stevie. Very great accomplishment. That's awesome. It is. And she's got a lot of energy. This will not be the last we see of Stevie. She'll be around. That is exciting. That's what Newcomer of the Year is all about. Yes. You're not supposed to just win it and go away. No. Supposed to keep going. We want to keep seeing you, Stevie. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna now we're gonna rope you into things. That's 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 now the thing you need to know. You'll be voluntold so many times. (laughs) Yep. Salesperson of the year. It's time for are you gonna that was your job. You're the music. <laughs> I can't do both. <laughs> Majid Gavami. Yay! Congratulations, Majid. Majid is another person that we see on a regular I basis. I Majid. He was YPN chair mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. He was strat plan chair this strat year. Strat plan chair. He is a great guy. And I mean, he's okay. He's a great salesperson as well. <laughs> he is. We're very lucky to have him in our market. So congratulations, Majid. Yay! And you get the last one. I know I do. And... The moment you've been waiting for. Wow, that's way too close to your microphone, Bobby. Realtor of the Year. I believe I've already said her name once tonight. Cindy Cunningham. Yay. Congratulations, Cindy. Thank you for everything that you've done for our industry locally. You are wonderful, and we're very excited that uh, you get to be honored with this award. She is so amazing, and I really think, like, it's her day, her night. She needs to go buy some lottery tickets. There you go. Right? It's time it's for time. lottery tickets. She needs to buy some lottery tickets because... If I buy I mean, some lottery tickets uh, for the mm-hmm. night that this is airing... Yeah. And I buy them for you, you think she'd split them, split the winnings with me if oh. she were to win? So you're saying you want to buy them for her as a gift... Yes. ...and then expect something back if yes, she wins. Yes, correct. So it's a gift with strings. It's a gift with strings, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, is that sleazy? Yeah. <sighs> Just gonna straight up... <laughs> just straight up, it's sleazy. Dang it. Yeah, a gift with strings is just, you know, not. Dang it. Dang it. Do you have a book bit? Uh, do I not always have a book bit? You always have a book bit. I what is do. your book bit for the day? I decided to choose. Or for the night, for the A evening. really, really popular book. One most people probably have heard about. I'm going to interrupt you. I you always hadn't? do this. I always oh, yeah. interrupt you Wait, like halfway the into the. Oh, we didn't. <laughs> so I, can, I have to interrupt you for that anyway. But are you going to have a book bit for your. Uh, for your speech. Oh. Are you going to work a book bit in? Hmm. I had not considered that because <laughs> what's going to happen is my speech, my presidential uh, speech at the holiday party that has just happened um, <laughs> is probably going to be one of the shortest you've ever heard. Oh. Because that, for- That's not all bad. <laughs> exactly. You're making my point for you um, is that no one cares what you say. They just care how long you took to say it. That, you know, you're not wrong. And so 
people want to talk to the people at their table. They're ready to move on to who the award winners are. And it's nothing again. This is not the place to come have a conversation with what I'm going to do next year or what. That's that. That's not the place for that. So I intend to have a very short-lived speech. Good for you. So, so no, I will not be doing a book pitch, <laughs> though I probably will. I told Amber, I said I might try to pimp out the podcast. Cause, that's right. Because, you know, I mean, they're going to be driving home after the party. They might they need something to listen to. They can hear about the book bit yes. afterwards. You can say I there can refer, is a book bit. <laughs> refer to my book bit on the podcast. <laughs> it's, down, it's hitting right now. Dropping. That's the word I was So what's for. your book bit? Oh. Oh, we didn't do the song. Do, 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 do. Bobby's book bit. KCRAR. You want to do the KCR? I, I just do the rare. That's my it's only job. All right. I, I rare. Hit it. All right. <laughs> Hit it. All right. So my book bit for today, um, because this is the episode coming out right after installation, I did want to tie something back to leadership. So I chose John Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership um, because I just felt that was very appropriate. Um, I know it's a book a lot of people know about, but I don't know if as many people have read it as talk about as if they've read it. So I thought it'd be great. Then, you know, you listen to this, you take a few notes, and then you can go talk about it at a, a party and act like you know all the things. So it's fine. Um, the really important uh, concepts from this book is that leadership is learned. It's not inherited. Anyone could be a leader if they just internalize some of the universal principles um, of being a leader. And one of my favorite quotes from the book, which I didn't realize until I'd reread the book because people say this quote all the time, but I didn't realize the quote was from the book. And the quote is, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And that's just, it's such a true thing. And especially as we are leaders, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't care for that person on the other side of the table, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. If you're not coming from a place of contribution, if you're not trying to better them or better something, it doesn't really matter what you know. So... Um, there were three um, things that I'm going to point out, three of the laws that were like my, I don't know if they're my favorite laws or what they are, but there's just the three things that stood out to me. Number one is a leader must always stand on solid ground. You have to stick to the rules you represent. This is known as the law of solid ground. Um, it's the thing that empowers a leader is trust. If you don't have trust of the people around you, then it doesn't matter. Trust is built on honesty, fairness, and good judgment. Um, when leaders think they are above the rules, that's when trouble follows. I'll refer you back to Richard Nixon. Hmm. He was a leader, but he thought he was above the rules. Okay? So my second one is your followers have to respect you, but that respect has to be earned on a constant basis. This is known as the law of respect. Um, one way you do that is to loyally devote yourself to their well-being. Again, coming from a place of contribution. It's another way you get their leader or you um, get their devotion to you. Not devotion. That sounds weird and wrong but that's how people will show their loyalty to you the third one hating losing is a good thing if you're a leader it keeps you focused on winning this is known as the law of victory it says giving up and losing are not valid options for a true leader look at winston churchill he failed in school he failed in politics did you know he lost every single election until prime minister and that's when he was 62 wow yeah you think of not know that yeah and then um he failed in war he lost most of the battles he was in. Yet when we think back on history, we think of Winston Churchill as one of the greatest leaders of all times. He didn't allow failure to be an option. He lost, learned from that, and then continued to move on. So because he hated failing so much, he knew he had to win. And so I just think they're really important principles of leadership um, that we have to follow. That's phenomenal. 
Yeah. That's a good book bit. It is book bit. It's a tongue twister today, apparently. It's fine. Well, should we bring Bobby in? We should bring Bobby in. So Bobby can have a drink of water between this. When we come back, we'll be talking to the one and the only Bobby Howe about what she plans to do as president. water bottle oh where'd you, like you this? get the water bottle at that is really neat i love it it's like my favorite thing people ask me about it all the time it's my metal ombre realtor water bottle and i got it at the realtor merch store here at kcrer the realtor merch store have you not seen the realtor merch store oh, i thought they just had signs and stuff no 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 no. they've got all kinds of amazing things out there things that like you didn't even know you needed like what like there's this um keychain that's got 32 gigabyte uh flash drive just right there in the keychain oh that sounds like a great closing it's sha- gift it's shaped like a house Wow. There's all kinds of blingy pins because we know realtors, they're very high eye. They love their bling. They love to have all that. There's a pepper spray in case, you know, you need to, you know, take somebody down. Smart. Yeah, very safety. It's not Realtor Safety Month yet. However, that's going to be a really good item for everybody to have. Let's see. There's uh, the St. Joseph statues. Have you ever heard about the St. Joseph statues? No. Okay. So it's actually something I've seen work over and over again. It's this little statue that you bury in your yard, I believe, at dusk. And then you say, uh, say a little prayer. It's non-denominational, but it's Catholic. Um, you bury St. Joseph, and you say a prayer. And then supposedly your house sells very quickly afterwards. And I can tell you multiple times, I've had houses that sit on the market for forever. We bury a St. Joe, and within the next week, well, all of a sudden we have a contract out of nowhere. All I have to do is bury a statue of St. Joe, and my hardest listings will sell. Yes. And the realtor merch store can do that for me? Yes. Yes. Wow. That's the level that we support our realtor members at. That's amazing. I love it. It's so, so where much can fun. we find the realtor merch store? It's located at the KCRER Leewood office. Awesome. Yeah. Well, next time I'm around, which I guess is right now, as soon as we're done yeah. here, we're going I'm, shopping. We're going shopping. You've got to show me around mm-hmm. the merch store and I'm going to buy some of those St. Joe statues. We're going to sell all the listings. There we go. All the listings. It's going to so happen. Sell it. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm sitting here with Bobby Howe. Yes. Bobby, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> it's been so long since we've spoken. This is such a strange thing, <laughs> because I'm used to having you uh, as a as a co-host. This is right. all on me. Yeah, you've got to carry interview. this one. That's really tough. Yeah. That means I really, I've, I have to be the only person asking you questions. Right. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, I miss you. I know. I mean, you're right here, and yet I, I miss you. I can't even make smart aleck remarks to my own comments at this point. <laughs> I mean, but I am an only child, so I do talk to myself a lot. So maybe I could do that, and it won't. You're an weird. only child. Can I'm we an only have child. This discussion. I don't. Maybe I'm not. an only child. Oh, that's why we get We're along. We're both so. only children. I like it. Oh my gosh. So, how have you been feeling about becoming president? Um, Is the pressure hitting you yet? No. No, not at all. Not, not, not even. I'm like, I'm excited. So we had a board of directors meeting today and Steve's in there, you know, with his, his gavel. He's having a good old time with it. And I'm like, yeah, in about two months. That's me with my gavel. We're going to have a good old time in there. But no, I'm, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. About the gavel? We have a lot of time. So I love running meetings. I think it's a yeah. lot of fun. You know, um, it was, so we were just, uh, up, you know, we were out in San Francisco for the NAR meetings. And oh, by the way past guest of the show mark solomon won the uh 
National Association of Realtors Good Neighbor Award. So proud of him. That it's was so, so awesome. so amazing. So that night we were at um, the dinner um, for him. Did you come to our dinner? You were there yeah, at the dinner. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you were at the other table. And I was like, who are you sitting next to? <laughs> Not one of us. It's fine. I'm sitting by Kip. Well, on the other side of you, the other girl. Like, it was all Kansas City people at the table and then a random girl. I don't know who she was, but it's fine. Anyways, Stacy Montcrief, who's the editor-in-chief of Realtor Magazine, I was walking by and she goes, hey, we were talking about people and running meetings the other day. And I said, nobody runs a more efficient meeting than Bobby Howe. And I was like, whoa, Stacy, that's, that's actually saying something for Stacy to say that. So we start on time, we end on time. But as far as being KCR, our president, no, I'm really, really excited about the opportunity to do it. You know, St. Joe just merged with KCRER two years ago. Um, I've been around the, the KCRER for longer than that. I helped found our uh, Kansas City YPN chapter. It was a chapter back then, um, way back in the day. And so I've been a part of Kansas City for a long time, but just really recently became really a part of Kansas City. So I'm really excited about this opportunity. Um, I love the opportunity to get to meet more of our members by traveling around as president. And um, I want to do some more of that. So that's awesome. We're really excited to have you and you have yeah. always been a great leader. And so that's, that's awesome. Thank what do you, what do you anticipate? You're like, wait, I have to ask another question. I do have to. I'm like, Oh, Bobby. Bobby can't take this one. <laughs> Bobby could. can take this one. <laughs> that would be strange. <laughs> that would be a weird episode I'm on a podcast. I'm just saying, it happened. What, uh, what kind of uh, challenges are, uh, and, and challenges and goals are you looking to uh, overcome and accomplish? Wow, you're going off script on me. Thanks a lot, friend. I, I always go off script. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was prepared. <laughs> We're go- well, actually, what's really funny is I ended my last question rolling into the, the next question, technically on the script, really well. But I didn't even mean to. I realized as I was finishing it, I was like, Oh, that's, oh, that's actually, gonna that's, that's gonna flow really and well. And then he goes and changes up the question on me. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> this is journalism. Yeah. No, I, and I think one of the issues and challenges that we continue to have, um, it's in your world, which I'm going to be part of the board next year for MLS. Um, and I think that's where the biggest confusion with our members comes from. Totally true. Um, because I think for a lot of them, they see that as the only service. Um, provided by the association and that, you know, if they could just have the MLS without being a member of the association, for many people, they would choose to do that because they don't see the benefits and services that come with it. And I think with all the changes that are going to have to happen um, in regards to waivers and everything from MLS 8.0 that just happened at the NAR Board of Directors meeting, that I think there'll be a lot more conversations happening. And I think there will be some griping and complaining for the first few months because we basically have to rewrite all You're of right. our MLS yep. bylaws yep. to fit this new code. And it has to be in place no later than May, but we're hoping by March to get all that done so that's not in the heat of everything. That I think there's going to be a lot of griping. I think there's going to be a lot of complaining. I think that's going to be our biggest opportunity headed into next year is going to be overcoming those challenges um, you're totally you're you're spot on on that. I I always feel like the story, mm-hmm. if you will, of of the association and the story of the MLS. I mean, we really we work really well together. Yes. Um, I don't know that our members really right. see that. They yeah. don't understand that that relationship is mm-hmm. is integral to our yeah. industry and yeah. and to how we conduct business. Yeah, and it has to be a symbiotic relationship. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that that's great to hear, and and that's. Good answer. Thank you. 
Good answer. I, I keep on waiting for somebody yeah, else. Just say something. So You're like, I it's just going. you. The little <laughs> devil on your shoulder is not going to speak up anytime soon. <laughs> you are the devil on my shoulder. When we talked with Steve Moyer at the beginning of his term, he mentioned that professionalism was a big focus. Yep. Um, I assume that you are not anti-professionalism. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to think about it. I'm not, I'm not anti-professional. <laughs> do you feel like, uh, do you still feel like that's something that we have to um, keep pushing for in our industry? Do you feel like that's still a, a challenge to overcome? Oh, most definitely. And yeah, so. I probably always will be. Yeah. And so, so one of the things that I would like to focus on during my term, because he was focused on professionalism and I would like to keep focused on that and move forward. And it, and it ties back to what we were just talking about with regards to the MLS. So for, it's because next year is 2020. All these people have different themes of clarity. Steve said earlier today, if I have to hear clarity one more time, <laughs> or vision, or all that, people are tying everything. And, and yeah, those are really, really important things. But I think that where not only just our Realtor Association, but our society as a whole is right now, I think where our focus next year has to be has to be on communicating and coming together as one. And I feel that we are very divided as everything right now, but even within the realtor world, we're very divided. Um, at the Missouri Realtors meetings in September, we had an amazing keynote speaker named Orlando Bowen from Canada who came down and gave us an amazing keynote. And the theme behind it was one team, one voice. Hmm. So we all have to come together as a team. We all have to speak as one voice. And that's what I see, especially, you know, the division between the MLS, what's happening in the MLS and what our a member C is happening within the association or even just pointing fingers back and forth is we don't speak as one voice. And so I think we have to communicate more. I think we have to be more in front of our members. So one of the things I, I want to take on doing next year and that I hope to be successful with is I would love to go out and, and engage my board of directors to do this as well because of one person. I can't do this by myself, but go visit sales meetings and offices. Be a representative from the board there in front of our members and develop some sort of presentation that we give and help them under explain this is what's going on in the MLS world. These are the issues we're doing right now. How can we help you do your business better? Um, as a realtor association, this is what we're doing. These are the benefits and services we're providing you. But how else can we help you? Here's some upcoming classes we have because how often do people say, oh, I didn't know that was going on. Right. Well, we know within the realtor world, there's a, you know, we have all these acronyms, CRS, ABR, GRI, all these different acronyms. There's another one we talk about. It's RDR, Realtors Don't Read. And it's not that they're lazy or they don't want to. It's that they have so much noise coming at them. Mm -hmm. How can they possibly read all the emails that are coming at them? How can they possibly see all of our Facebook posts? How can they possibly, when they log into Matrix and there's 78 pop-ups that come there and like, oh, I'll read it later. Or, oh, I've already read as an option just to, just to get it to go away because I just got to look up this house really, really quick. I don't have right. time for that. So I think we have to do a better job of face-to-face -face communication. And I think when we have that face-to-face -face communication, I think when we are speaking as one team, one voice, we can help build professionalism. Because, you know, when we talked about waiver issues, because, you know, I'm on the waiver task force thingy, Majigger, that's going to basically everything we did is for not with the new MLS right, rule. Right. That's fine. Is that... I don't know where I was going with that, th that thought. It's fine. It just, well, they it just, there's just a disconnect there between disconnect. what people, yeah. yeah and they yeah. think the MLS is just out An there ivory to find tower them. situation. Yeah. yeah. And what, what you're saying, I think, I think people that think our, Elena finds people right. just to keep her job. Exactly. I, huh, She's I've like one her. of the sweetest people in the world. I know. 
<laughs> no, it's it's but but you're totally right. I think that to our average member, they see almost all of our communication as something that's coming from uh, this ivory tower in Leewood, and yeah. they, and how does that relate to me? Right? At how all? does it relate? I think a lot of people have it set to automatically go into a mm-hmm. folder that they never look at, um, and that's really unfortunate. Uh, and and the reality is that w- there is a lot of value to mm-hmm. be had, and even our very very top producers. Right. And I speak to this from experience. My mom was a top producer. She was not engaged with the association at all because she was out selling real estate. Yep. If they had come to her, she would have happily spoke to them, but she was not going to reach out to them. She was not going to take time to be a part of a committee. No. She was not going to share anything back. So I think we have to have even those one-on-one conversations with our top 50, top 100 producers, or maybe we bring them Absolutely. together for a mastermind. Yep. But it's that communication piece that I think that we have to build on on how we can all be a team together because I think that what we're going to see next year, not just within the realtor world, but within society as a whole, as we go into this election cycle, we're going to see a lot of decisive next or divi- division mm-hmm. um, next year. And so I think I, I want to work on us not being 2020. Divided. 2020 is the year for unity. Exactly. Not vision. Not vision. Unity, unity and yeah. vision. Yeah. Unity was one of my words that I was using until I saw the one team, one voice. And I was like, oh, that's that's good. That's good. That's, that's four words instead of one. And I like <laughs> words. It's fine. Words are good. So you, the the, the office of president mm-hmm. is not a strange position for you. You've served as president of another board before. I did. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience mm-hmm. and, and how you plan on using what you learned from that experience to oh. uh, lead mm-hmm. KCRR? So let's see if I go back to 2008, 2009. Whoa. We're going to go way <laughs> back in time. Alex was still in diapers. It's fine. I was not. I was in high school, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd been out for a while now. 2008, <laughs> 2009, somewhere in there, I was elected to be the treasurer of the St. Joseph uh, Regional Association of Realtors up in St. Joe. Duh. That's part of our name. Anyways, right after I was elected, they decided to make all the terms two-year terms. So then I got to, yes, I see your eyes. Wow. So what I had agreed to as a four-year term immediately became an eight-year term, which was amazing. So then I got to serve two years as treasurer, two years as president-elect. And then in 2012, I was um, installed as the St. Joe Association president um, for 2012 and 2013. And I had as my installing officer, um, Elizabeth Mendenhall out of Columbia. Very cool. Um, very Past recently, NAR. NAR she's actually right in, and I guess it just officially ended November 11th, um, immediate past president of the National Association. And so um, she was here tonight to install me as Kansas City president to bring it full circle. So um, in St. <laughs> Joe, though, we only had about um, 240 members. So this stretched to 12,000 members at KCRER. It's a little bit different. How do you feel like that's going to change uh, the way that you approach leadership? I don't, um, I don't know that it will change a lot except that you know I already have a fairly I feel like a fairly good understanding of the way boards work um, because I've served on so many boards now even just being on the executive committee for the National Association and seeing the dynamics amongst um, that board and the really the way that we get together and we work together as a group but just taking that experience of all three levels of state local and national leadership that I have and using that for the best benefit of all of our members I think is really where that is So you're going to use the same tactics and, and just apply them on a larger scale. And You know, I, I don't... I think that leadership can translate. I don't know, you know that the size really... Yeah. And, and I don't feel like it, that the size really, because quite frankly, as, as strange as it is, the um, KCRAR board 
is about the same size as our St. Joe board. There might be one or two members, and we didn't have the large firm representatives or the small board represent. We didn't have those specific titles, but our board was about the same size board. So it's really not that different right, for me, the right. size of the room. You have very similar personalities um, in the different ones, you know, um, but I don't look at leadership or being a president. I don't view having tactics, no, so yeah, to say. Okay. You know, I don't, I'm not coming in with a set agenda of like, I want to accomplish this, I want to accomplish that, other than I said something to Debbie earlier today, I'd rather have lunch sandwiches than breakfast sandwiches. I mean, like that. <laughs> big change. <laughs> a big change. <laughs> if we're only going to meet every other month, I want to have lunch sandwiches and not breakfast sandwiches. We're tackling the big issues <laughs> <Right>? this year. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not coming in with a preset agenda. I don't have things that... I want to make sure we do this. What I want, my preset agenda is to hear what our members want and see how we can make that happen. I'm going to hear a lot of things that we can't do anything about or sure. that someone is coming from scarcity and they just need some education on that. I expect to do a lot of education back and forth. But I have a feeling we've got a lot of members with a lot of really good ideas and they've just never known where to direct it. Yeah. They've not known how to say it or they just felt like they wouldn't be heard. You know, I, I see that within the closed Facebook group within our office, like um, the, the tenant landlord issues mm -hmm. that are going on right now. Oh, I wish KCRIR would step up and be involved. They don't see the optics that Derek and Jennifer Justice have been going to those meetings for well over a year. They've already been voicing their concerns about all these issues that are going on. We are heavily involved in that, but optics are showing they're not. So there's mm. an opportunity we have to engage or... Uh, another thing that got said was, I just wish KCRER would listen to us. And I immediately spoke up and said, we are listening. We are here. We are, I am reading what you're saying and I'm taking some of this stuff. So I do feel like that's happening probably at every single office or at least most offices um, in the Kansas City metro area. And I want to, I want to address those things that we can address or, you know, I want to look at it from an outside perspective. I don't want to come in and say, this is what we should be doing as a board, X, Y, Z. I want you to tell us what you need. You want there to be more ground level. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's, I don't that's want great. it top down. I yeah, want it bottom yeah. up. That's how it should be. That's good. Yeah. I, th I think that that'll go a long way um, toward repairing this perception amongst our members yeah. that KCRR isn't there. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. Or that we don't care or that we're just trying to take your money. I I want to hear from you. And maybe you don't, you're going to say, I don't need the association. There's nothing you could possibly do for me because my... Um, my office provides me with all the education I need. I got this, I get that, I get that. But there's got to be something there that we can do for you or we can support you. Or, or that we're doing that you don't consider. Yeah. And so forms. I want to have those. I want to have those <laughs> forms. Darn forms. Um, Has Steve or Andrea mm -hmm. given you any advice before you start your term as president? Oh, presidential advice? No, they give me lots of advice on lots Sure, of but things. presidential advice. Um. You know, I don't really remember, recall any specific conversations that we've had as far as this or that. I, I, I think that all three of us have a very similar leadership style to a certain point. We're all very, um, I would say, good friends. Um, I absolutely have enjoyed, I already knew Andrea. Andrea's my sister for crying out loud, even if we didn't want to be. <laughs> we were going to be sisters. Um, but over the last couple of years, I've really enjoyed getting to know Steve and I see a lot of similarities. We have a lot of fun when we're together. So I, I don't think that they're necessarily 
needed to be any conversations of look out for this or look out for that, you know. You've been I, there. Yeah. You're you're with him. I'm with him. I'm yeah. seeing the things that are happening. Now, I know there's some emails that come in with some crazy people, but I've dealt with those emails before. So, you know, I'm prepared for some of those kinds of things. But I think that we've all just been such a close group the last three years and we've worked so well together that I don't think there was anything they really needed to prepare me for. Or maybe they're going to save it for me tonight and <laughs> tell me all the things before, you know, like once I'm installed, oh, by the way, you need to know this, this, this. So it was really funny. We had a really long board of directors meeting today and the people who were running for the positions, they were sitting in the room there um, the entire time. And the meeting went a little bit longer, and we were a little bit more of an excitable group today than normal. <laughs> and so once they read the election results, they were like, and does anybody want to resign based off what you've just seen? And so you know, it's going to be kind of like that once they install me as president. <laughs> do you still want to do this now that you know you know, whatever's behind the, the doors? <laughs> I'm kind of waiting for that. I think that's probably what will happen. I don't think so. Yeah, I, think, I think It might. <laughs> you never know. It could happen. I doubt it. So mm-hmm. we got to jump into strategic plan and talk about that a little bit. Because people love strategic people plans. People love to hear about strategic plans, mm-hmm. except they really don't. So I'm going to ask you, <laughs> I'm going to ask you one question about strategic plans. That's fine. So looking over the strategic plan, we, mm-hmm. we just uh, put together a new three-year strategic plan this year, mm-hmm. uh, and that's going to go in fact into effect in your first year as president. Yes. Um, what is one thing out of the strategic plan? Mm-hmm that you most look forward mm-hmm. to working on? So I have been pigeonholed into two groups this year. So at the local, state, and national levels, I have served on strategic planning and finance committee okay. for all three levels. So I am your strat plan nerd right now. I just served as your national strat plan chair, and we came up with a new mission and vision statement for the National Association. It's supposed to be approved December 3rd. Ooh, that's the day after today. Or d- the day before today. It was yesterday. See? Because it's December 4th right now. <laughs> We've jumped forward in time. Um, and so that was really fun. But one of the things that I absolutely love, and this mirrors what we did at the Missouri level. That's why I've, I've mentioned the other levels, is I love our one-page strat plan. That is my very absolute favorite thing about a strat. this strat plan is because it's easy to consume. Any member at any time could pick this up and understand what KCRER is doing for them. So many times, so many strat plans I've seen, and I believe the strat plan we had before this one was something like 27 pages long. A, no one's ever going to read that. I would even venture to say there were some people serving on the committee that put that strat plan together that never read read the whole thing. This right here, it's basically like a placemat. Could be put before you at any time. It is. It's like a. Pl- Could it be the placemat for the dinner that we technically had tonight? Yes. Is that where we? Oh, <gasps> ideas. Oh, Emily's gonna kill me when I come out. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, I've got ideas. It's fine. Anyways, I love that it's one page. I love that it's easily consumable. You can see our five areas where we want to put our focus with being the voice of real estate, offering valuable member services. That's all we've been talking about professional development, community involvement, and sound operations. I think it's just so important that anybody can see that this is this is what we want to be. You know, what's so important, you just got our, our mission statement and our values at the top of it as well, so people can understand who we are as an organization. And I, I think we need more pieces of communication like this where our members can understand our association as a whole. I think that's great. Yay! You know, I, I, I okay? you did, you're a great guest. Aww. But can I, I come need, back? You, I need you to come back and be my co-host. <laughs> okay. That, that'll be great. Okay. In fact, can I offer you this? Will you please come back? And you're so Can I please then. move back across the table? Can you? 
<laughs> oh, before we started this <laughs> segment, I actually did think that we were going to make Bobby go across from me. Bobby can't leave her microphone. We microphone one is mine. Mine. So I got up. I started moving things all over the table. And Amber and Bobby looked at me like I was insane. And we I probably did. am. That's we, fine. Just so you know, we typically do that multiple times during the episode. <laughs> it's fine. Well, Bobby, thank you so much for uh, serving. Yes. And uh, for continuing to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look forward to an awesome year yep. with you as our fearless leader. Yay. All thank right. you. All right. Tune in for another episode of Real Talk here in a Two weeks. Two. <laughs> I never two said weeks. that. Two weeks. <laughs> it's every two weeks we release Alex. Never a thing that I say.